Welcome to another edition of the Curse of the Creative a Radio Promotions podcast designed to make radio great again. Um, you know, you, our industry has wussed out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you know, there are legal ramifications <laughs> and the whole world has wussed out a little bit, you could say. But we hope to try and keep radio still pumping, still vibey, still interesting, still keeping the listeners engaged. Uh, and that's our business here at Ultimate Media. Uh, we will try and get you the perfect audio solution for your brand, product or station, uh, whether you're on air or you are uh, from the station side. Hopefully this does spark something for you. I'm joined by my wonderful team, uh, Nick, uh, who is a presenter on 5FM, Paolo, our head of audio innovation, and Bongani, one of our creatives, and also the man behind the prizes. Mm. (laughs) I heard him on a phone call this morning. Ma'am, look, (laughs) uh, you've won the hamper. I do not know every single thing that is in the hamper, but I'm pretty sure that one of the things that the entire campaign's about is going to be in the hamper, so don't you worry. (laughs) And she said... Sorry, excuse me? And then I was gone. They're they're the unsung heroes of radio people, people who handle prizes. Yeah. It is because when you win, and put yourself in in, in these shoes, when you win, you want it now. I've just won. Yeah. I just won. My mom just heard me on the radio. Oh my God. If I don't show it to her, she's going to think I'm a liar (laughs) and a disappointment to my whole family. Yeah. Like people who facilitate prize winners. Well, oh, the fir- my first gig in radio was was running a loyalty program. Oh, oh God! Wow. Oh wow. no! <laughs> it was. My first gig in radio was writing the response messages for that royalty. <laughs> it, it, no, it, was, it wasn't even. So in the same loyalty program, I mean, we used this like super complicated SMS It was SMS before system. Facebook. It was before yeah, Facebook. Before yeah. Facebook. And people had to like send a text, but each text came back with your name, your points value, whatever. And there must have been four to 500 variations of these texts, right? And it wasn't even my first gig. And I was you like, scripted those. I scripted those. I was wow. relatively, I was, relat- I was like, I managed a department at that point. On the 23rd and 24th of December, I had to script those things. I had to write those. What? Character count, 150 characters. Christmas wow. Eve. So I never want to hear anybody tell me that it was <laughs> yeah. right? <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, well, no, if we're now comparing notes. On Christmas Day, I once did breakfast and drive. Oh, wow. What? I was like, like my nice. mom was like, you're sounding good. I was, I was like, I hate you. You're at the <laughs> coast. The whole family is listening to you. The whole family is down on holiday, having yeah. a good time. Uh, oh, let's God. get into it. Uh, how this works is uh, we each have one minute to sell you a promotion or an idea. You can either flight it, you can park it, or you can flush the old thing if you think it's fertilizer. Uh, Sitting in the hot seat, uh, I will be uh, putting my neck on the line. I want to talk about uh, either an album launch or kind of a festival launch or idea because, you know, there's always artists being announced on lineups and things like that. Let's go. Okay, for instance, you have a very cool artist. Don't just get them in the studio. Oh, wow, it's so great. They're playing this festival again. People, if you're on the breakfast show or the afternoon drive show, what if you have traffic jams? Rent out a flatbed truck Mm -hmm. and you have the show broadcast on one truck 
and you have the band performing on another truck. And throughout the week, you drive into different areas and you go and do traffic jams to announce the launch of the artist. So at four o'clock, you're like, oh, yeah, oh, oh, and there's the drummer like, thrashing about on the flatbed. There you go, traffic jams. Then if you want to build on that. Also for the launch of everything, what you could do, get a plane. Uh, or if we've got no budget, we can go for a drone and you can, <laughs> and you can fly tickets up. And so you launch them over like a school or a park or a certain area to launch the festival. So every single day you could be at a different place where people have been and you do the album launch with some traffic jams. So that is a flighting, young oh, Gregory. Um, I really like the traffic jams. And in fact, we did something similar uh, for a client where we actually like we coordinated a certain person to stop in the traffic with fake cops and we put the band Good Luck in the back seat with them to oh, wow. play their favorite songs on their way to work. Uh, so it's a really cool idea. I love it. I so love it. so wait, did Good Luck get in the car with the person and so, play their songs? So it, it was a concerted effort to, you know, a friend nominated the person. They yeah. knew the route they took every day. Mm. And in a traffic... They're in, jam, a, they're in a green Toyota Taz. Pull them over. Yeah, the license. And we had a fake cop. It was actually Roger Good, the, the presenter oh. Roger Good. He <laughs> okay. pulled him over and, you know, it's a person, oh, what's going on? And then Good Luck gets in the back of the car and uh, jams with them Start for the rest on, on the way to work. Oh, wow. very nice. Traffic That's jams. Mm-hmm. Now, nah, I'll flight it. Hey. Definitely a flight. Thank you. Thank you very much. Can Aaron call his reason? Because I'm going to spoil everything. Okay, that's Just no problem. That's excellent. <laughs> I was going to flight it. I, oh. I think it's also being like a music person. You know, one of my favorite things of all time. Or well, Nick does is... host the top 40. Come on, baby. Counting down. Absolutely <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> You're hot seekers. <laughs> and during not, seekers. not only hosts, I mean, by the sounds of it, the only thing Rick Nick doesn't do is play the actual songs like themselves perform on the, the, so, the album. sometimes i actually have to sing them because they didn't okay, pop out properly yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no wonder the listenership went down um, I'm joking. <laughs> um but I, I i love it because like it, it sort of gives me like carpool karaoke vibes but with a twist and, and it's without just james like, gordon and without james gordon thank, oh, thank well, goodness that, yeah. Yeah, we go. <laughs> but like to have i mean you could have like multiple things like if you if your festival's on like a saturday uh, Monday to Friday, you can have like huge artists. I mean, like if you're an international artist and someone pitches that to you, tell me you're going to say no. You can have a jaw. Like, I think it's awesome. The reason I thought about this was because um, I, I heard an artist interview the other day on, on air and I was just like, this is so boring. This is so terrible. I hate this. How can this be done better? And then my head went ding mm. to an idea that happened years ago with Hamish and Andy mm. in Australia. What they did, they had Ed Sheeran. Uh, come and play yeah. and mm. in, in Australia there's like this big busker vibe like a lot of people yeah. like Tones and I actually launched her career she was busking on the side of the road and, and doing all these things and they had Ed Sheeran and they had a peep show in a sense so they, 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 Hamish and Andy was like in disguise they were standing outside this like sort of derelict building and they were like hey hey five, five bucks to watch a show five bucks to watch a show hey come watch the show so some people paid to go watch the show and they went through this like dodgy little door and a back window and then they had like a peephole that they could look through that other people could see through and then all of a sudden Ed Sheeran walks out <laughs> And just starts serenading them, gives them two songs, and then on their way, what? next peep show. So, I mean, it's like, it's fun, it's yeah. different, it's a vibe. 
And, you know, we, we really resist talking about Hamish and Andy because they just do radio promotion so well. And, mm. and I remember speaking to somebody who works on the show. And especially when it comes to artists, they were, when they were on radio, they were getting all the artists. You know, anybody that came to Australia got the interview with them first. But their condition, Hamish and Andy, was we're not going to do the boring in-studio thing. Mm. If people want to do the boring in-studio thing, give them to somebody else. Yeah. We only want to take on guys who are prepared to do something wild, peep showish, whatever. Yeah. And, I mean, it's, it's just that different level of thinking. Because I think so many people go, um, oh, but that could, so much could go wrong. But, like, within that... Things, yes, they go wrong, mm. but you now mm. got to adapt and you got to make yeah. a movie. You got to mm. figure out how to make it better, and that's really what makes it such a great listening experience. Like when you're interviewing artists and they're going through a press tour, it is the oh. ultimate worst yeah. thing ever. Uh, I, I was interviewing the Foo Fighters. We're interviewing Dave Grohl and um, the drummer who's just passed away, Taylor Hawkins. Yes, Taylor Hawkins, and and then so we get Taylor first on the line. And they've been not sitting, on, literally sitting on the yeah. phone, and you sit through this like waiting thing, and you go through a holding call. Mm, yeah. We had him on the line, and um, my co-host and I, uh, we've always kind of prided ourselves on just trying to be very different. So like we wanted to try and ask questions that were different, get people thinking in a different space or whatever. And we said, so obviously he has no idea who the hell I am. I'm on a long <laughs> line of fifteen other interviews that they've gone through, yeah. and we're like, hey, you know. Um, um, my mate Lucky's a little bit heavier than me. If he had to sit on me, he'd definitely like beat me in a fight. Like, like, like that'd be a game over. So if you and Dave Grohl had to have a fight, you know, who would win? <laughs> his first words out of his mouth were, um, I don't want to get in that space, man. And we were just like, <gasps> and then two seconds later, the record label comes on and they're like, hey, sorry, this interview's over. Uh, so you've, yeah, got to, you've got to approach it correctly. Oh, but that's also the thing. I, I think also like as an artist, if you're doing like 15 of the same interviews, you get into a space where you're not going to give anything more. So when someone, it can go two ways. It can go like that or they're like sitting in their chair. They're like, that's a great question. <laughs> no, but you see, that's always the thing that is always, yeah. if you've got somebody in person, it just makes it so much yeah. better. Yeah. What, what, what I've kind of seen is that, so one of the shows we do, we interview older artists, right? So these guys are like battling they, for relevance. They're still hungry yeah. for love. It, but it's exactly. And they will answer anything. So they're outside of this, like, you know, they're probably like self-publishing. They, yeah. They're, yeah, you know, they're yeah. not on a record yeah, they're label. They're doing it because they want to do they it. They want to yeah. do it, right. So you can actually ask them anything. And listen, some of our best interviews have come out of that because they go, oh, thank God, not the normal crap. Yeah. Uh, but also you get that kind of, yeah. I don't want to get into that space, yeah. man. Taylor Hawkins, rest in peace, but I'm very upset that I heard that story because I thought he was way cooler than that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is, yeah. But no, but it's because he was forced to be in that line of like 30 Bloody uh, media sure. interviews. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Let's do it for the sure. third time. I want to hear a plug for Paolo's podcast. No, no, just move on. Don't worry about oh, it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <No>. so, <laughs> the show has only been mentioned twice. I've got a counter going. Here Every single go. time he mentions it in the show, I'll give us a little ping and a woo. Uh, are we doing that now? Because Greg is constantly name dropping. He didn't have to talk about Foo Fighters. Do, Nick, do you, do you feel that, Bongani? Yeah. yeah. I don't feel he had That's to take mm -hmm. If you want. Yeah, flush this up. <laughs> <laughs> Name dropping Foo Fighters over here, Jesus. Uh, this is the Curse of the Creative, a radio promotions podcast brought to you by Ultimate Media. Uh, if you like it, share it with your friends. Maybe it sparks something for you. You're always welcome to get in touch with us as well. We're Ultimate Media on LinkedIn. Otherwise, you can pop me an email, greg at ultimatemedia.co.za. We'll see you again next week. <laughs> <laughs>